0: This is a Clark University podcast. There's a surprising amount of joy in the checkup. In the oral history interview, they're reflecting on what initially brought them to come together, what attracted them to each other, how they came to decide to have a child together. I mean, it's not just like, you know, oh gosh, doom and gloom, here are all these problems. There's actually an enormous amount of levity and joy. It's both an honor to be with couples in that place and to help them imagine what may come and wonderful to see them smiling and laughing, getting excited about this baby, and also having real conversations about things they may need to look at, too.
1: That's Ellen Darling, who earned a Ph.D. from Clark University in 2016. Her dissertation was a pilot study adapting the marriage and relationship checkup created by Clark professor James Cardova into a tool to strengthen couples' relationships before welcoming a baby. Hundreds of couples have used the before baby relationship checkup during regular visits to their OB clinic.
0: It's an intervention developed for a couple of any stripes that is um, cohabitating in a committed partnership. They don't need to be married. You know, gender identities don't matter. Sexual identities don't matter. Any two people with a heartbeat who are committed to each other. As I think about it more deeply, I think part of why that probably resonated so much is you're influencing a whole system right then. By improving mom's health, she's more able to attend to and, and be attuned to the developing infant. You can impact much more than just one person in this place, right, you're, you're impacting a whole nother generation and, and getting that generation off to a good start.
1: I'm Melissa Hansen, a producer in Clark's communications office, and this is Challenge Change. Ellen was applying to graduate school when she became interested in James Cordova's work. As she studied the marriage checkup, Ellen realized she and James shared an interest in the clinical application of mindfulness. But working with couples was new territory for Ellen.
0: You know, to be totally honest,
1: I, I was intimidated. I was really intimidated the
0: thought of working with couples. It was totally new territory. I mean, a little bit like, you know, doing a zip line when you've never done it before, right? You think, oh my God, this is going to be like a little terrifying, and kind of cool. And I'm, I'm scared, but let's do it. <laughs> I mean, this is the good stuff about clinical training, right? You keep doing it and you keep doing it and you keep doing it. And, you know, I I don't know, the hundredth time you've done it, you know, you, you, you realize you found your footing and you become a little bit more comfortable with some of the uncertainty just inherent to the process because every single couple is unique.
1: It became clear to Ellen that the framework of the marriage checkup could be adapted for couples who are expanding their family.
0: I wish I could like peer back in time and think, how the heck did I put some of these pieces together? I think the answer is I had long been interested in perinatal mental health from research in the psychosocial research program at Brown University and Butler Hospital. So I was working with a psychologist whose research agenda was very much informed by The relational aspects of maternal mental health. So we'd been working on a study that was looking at um, family treatment for postpartum depression and home-based family treatment. And by family treatment, we were looking at either a primary partner or whoever was sort of the most available and close family member of the birthing mom and going to people's homes and doing this intervention there. And, and that kind of opened my eyes. And a lot of the research that was happening in that group opened my eyes to the healing potential of intimate relationships. And by treating a primary relationship in a perinatal person's life, you can then impact that individual's depression scores. You know, you treat the relationship, mom becomes less depressed and that kind of blew my mind to tell you the truth at the time and and i was just involved in that work honestly it's just a research assistant it made a huge impact on me
1: to develop the checkup alan dove into research about risk factors for perinatal depression and anxiety some of the risk
0: factors include partner conflict poor social support and not having a supportive partner The variables in the relationship domain are actually something that we can target and work to strengthen. So the adaptation to the marriage checkup was really informed by a thorough review of the risk factors for perinatal depression and anxiety, but but specifically the relationship risk, risk factors. So we were looking to strengthen social support and support from partner. We're looking to strengthen the intimate relationship. I wanted to address these specific risk factors and domains in the relationship that we're vulnerable, what each partner can do to support the other after the baby's born. But it was an iterative process um, in terms of the development, because when I started sort of piloting this, one of the things I really quickly learned is that certainly for first time parents, they have no idea. They had no idea what, you know, the partner could do to support them. They've never been through this. So I actually had to introduce language kind of foreshadowing some of the normative processes that happen when partners become parents. Um, So I had to sort of help them imagine themselves in this role.
1: Research has proven that child outcomes are impacted by exposure to conflict. This is where the before baby relationship checkup can help.
0: Kids being exposed to like overt hostility and scary conflict, it's just bad for their development, right? The quality of an intimate relationship has a huge impact on individual mental health. In the research world, we, we say that, you know, there's what's called a bi directional relationship between the health of an intimate relationship and an individual's psychological wellness. There are two different levels of the relationship then happening, right? The the, the relationship between the parents, which then impacts the individual's mental health and the individual parents then, if their relationship is healthier, the parents are healthier. And healthier parents are going to be more able to read infant cues and tend to infants and promote their healthy development through all kinds of mechanisms. When an individual is present, is not consumed in worry and distress, mom is then more attentive and attuned to baby's needs. Even just things like speaks more to baby, that improves baby's emotional and social and cognitive outcomes. Kids learn about how to be in relationships from what they see at home, right? So a lot of it's also just social modeling in terms of how to resolve conflict, how to express emotion. How how do we love is really at its deepest question what's being modeled. How do we love when our feelings are hurt? How do we love when we're angry? How do we move through the world with each other? I mean, that, that template becomes the way the parents relate to each other and the way they relate to the child becomes, you know, what we call the internal working model for how kids relate to themselves and others. You can't understate the importance of these relationships in terms of child development.
1: The checkup asks parents to reflect on three strengths in their relationship and three areas of concern. How do you imagine you can
0: use this strength after the baby's born to keep your relationship, you know, vibrant and healthy? How can you build on the strength? And the inverse, so say we say, you know, money's the biggest area of concern, you know, we say, tell me a little bit about the issue. Um, And then we say, so how do you imagine having a baby, you know, could influence this area of concern? Because what we usually see is that the places couples struggle before the baby's born tend to get worse, you know, not better after the baby's born. This is because, you know, while having a baby is an exciting time, it's also a really big transition that stresses even the healthiest couples. And the places that are already stressed generally become more stressed. Simply because once the baby comes, your attention's naturally going to be pulled to the baby and away from each other. And this is one of the places couples can get stuck. Unless couples really dedicate themselves to staying lovingly connected and to really take care of each other, over time they can lose track of each other. This is part of why we do the checkup now, to offer an opportunity to strengthen and protect your relationship so you can really, you know, work together as a team. You know, really the goal is for partners to develop a sense of mutual empathy for each other.
1: The checkup provides couples suggestions on how to approach the areas of concern in their relationship. More research funding is needed to complete a larger study before the checkup can become widely available. The checkup itself is therapeutic, right? We're kind of doing this under the guise of what's an informational
0: health service, but it's a space where they can turn towards each other. Hopefully the ideas in the feedback report can be useful, but, you know, the interview process itself should be really therapeutic when done right.
1: Ellen is a parent of two. She didn't use the checkup herself, but she does focus on communication and strength building with her husband, David. My partner will tell you
0: one of the perils of being married to a couple therapists is that, you know, We are constantly checking in on, you know, how are we doing? (laughs) David and I regularly, you know, for better and for worse, you know, rehash how things felt and how things are going here. And, you know, I'm joking, but there's a lot of open communication now. That's kind of the only way to do this. It's turning towards each other in these places and not swooping it under the rug. And we've done a lot of our own work.
1: To learn more about psychology at Clark, visit clarku.edu slash psychology. Challenge Change is produced by Andrew Hart and Melissa Hansen for Clark University. Find other episodes wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: One, two, three. Clark! Clark!